Hello and welcome to SCN. I'm Jesus and I'm joined tonight by Rex. Hey Rex. What up YouTube? We are... Pretend that you just saw me hit my chest three times and then I did a peace sign that I kissed and then I went into a dab. And then you gotta show off the, you gotta like point to the corner of the screen and say, hit that like button. Yeah, hit that like button while I'm dabbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but we're back, ready to talk stuff. First mm -hmm. off, uh, you were, you're, you've been raving about Riverdale a lot. Man, okay, so the season premiere of uh, Riverdale was uh, yesterday, and we just watched it because I had to work last night, and uh, wow, they did everything <laughs> that I uh, wanted them to do with the show by getting rid of Archie and making Cheryl Blossom a Mary Sue, <laughs> and it's perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. Would that be considered, like, a spoiler? I mean, kind of, not really. Because they already, uh, if you've seen season two of Riverdale, you kind of already know where it's headed. But, uh, yeah, this episode, at least, there was less Archie out of the gate and a lot more Cheryl Blossom. And every time she showed up on screen, like, they, they knew what the fans wanted. And it was Cheryl Blossom saying cool stuff and, do, like, doing cool things. She gets the bow and arrow again, and she does a thing with it, and it's real cool. I I haven't watched Riverdale, but I can tell it's pretty popular because uh, I went to Hot Topic to go look at something, mm -hmm. and there was like so much Riverdale stuff. Yeah, it's real good. I will. Well, it's real good with caveats. I hated the first half of the first season and then it started getting really good when it started like it's took itself too seriously at first and then it kind of hit a happy medium of like oh this is corny but we know it's corny and then season two takes it to some really weird fucking places like archie becomes like a straight-up fascist at one point and then like He's, go he's just going around, like, beating the shit out of people for no reason, and there's, like, a big rumble on a bridge in the rain, and it's really, like, art like artfully shot, and Archie's, like, not even the best character in the series. He's really actually, like, boring as hell, and I don't like many of his subplots, because it's mostly just, I'm gonna beat up a guy, and, and I'm gonna be tough and sad, and Jughead's the real star. Jughead and Cheryl Blossom are the real stars of the show. But wasn't Jughead always the show that star, though? I think so. For the longest time, the only uh, like, comics of the yeah. reboot that I had read were the Chip Zdarsky run on Jughead. <laughs> and that is a phenomenal fucking run of comics. Now, I it, lied. I lied my. my uh, like, I have seen some of Riverdale in WebM form. So I yeah. had no audio. And it really looked like a, a bondage scene, what I was looking at. Yeah, I know exactly the scene you're talking about. And yep, that's exactly <laughs> that is exactly what you saw because that is a thing. There is a whole subplot about that that uh, they seemingly drop and pick back up again at random. I think we've talked about this like in an episode before, and I think you told me like one of the teachers is like involved in all this stuff too. Yeah, uh, one of the first. Okay, so. Also, the first half of the first season that I did not like is very tonally different from the rest of the show, and it was a lot more like a typical CW-like teen drama from the 90s, and they had this whole subplot where Archie and Miss Grundy were, like, fucking. And they kind of, like, course-corrected pretty early on and realized that that was not a really 
good uh <laughs> not a really good place to take that story and they just kind of like they drop miss grundy from the series like pretty much entirely like wow. she makes an appearance she makes an appearance later on like five minutes uh for five minutes in like season two i'm not gonna say what happens because it is kind of a major spoiler but it's it's real dumb Ugh. but I, I yeah know. it gets I... real good it, it does get really good i promise like Jughead's in a gang. It's fucking cool and, like, ridiculous. And he's got, like, this leather jacket. And he's not asexual. He's, like, fucking Betty. And, ah, uh, it's so weird. And he, like, beats up dudes. But he's also, like, the narrator. And he writes for the school newspaper. And Betty and Jughead are solving mysteries and fucking and getting Everyone's, into trouble on their biker like gang. Everybody's fucking. There's, yeah, there's a surprising <laughs> amount of that in underage drinking. But it is a CW show. So. And, and at first, like, I remember, like, when we were first watching it, it was like, oh, there's a lot of, like, weird sexualization of teenagers going on. And it really kind of, like, I felt kind of weird about it again uh, tonight because it never really occurred to me how old they actually were supposed to be. And, like, Jackhead's open opening monologue was, like, uh, the summer before junior year of high school, even though the guy playing Jughead's like obviously almost in his thirties, <laughs> <laughs> he's like the summer well, before the junior year of high school, yeah, and it's that, like, oh shit, we're supposed kinda, to be fifteen, and that would make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's a really good show. I promise. Like, uh, it's yeah. one of my favorite thing, one of my favorite shows that well, I, mean, uh, I watch. Like, and I watch a lot of TV. It's like we 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 watch Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks. I've heard it's comparable to Riverdale. Kinda. When they were first, not to cut you off or anything, when they first started uh, marketing Riverdale, they really tried to sell the Twin Peaks thing. And they do, like, there are mysteries and stuff, but it really does not feel anything remotely like Twin Peaks. I feel like it's kind of, I see people, what's up? Aside from the sexualization of teenagers? Yes. But I mean, even then, like, I don't know, I feel like Twin Peaks wasn't so Twin Peaks was still like pretty wholesome and Riverdale doesn't really try and be wholesome at all. I don't know. It's a weird, like weird area. I don't know. In Riverdale. That's a that's a discussion as, for another time because oh god, I could go on. I could write yeah, I could write yeah. essays about this and it depends on who who's writing it, who's the focus of the show. Like they did a whole uh like, there's a lot of uh, LGBT characters in Riverdale, and I can't say who because it's a major spoiler, but a lot of uh, season two is, uh, like, her discovering her uh, herself, wow. and yeah. then it turns into a madcap. We got to break her out of uh, jail, but she's not in jail. She's in a jail-like scenario, and they have to, like, team up and, like, break her out of this place. It's like a prison, and it's fucking... It's a show that exists. It's it's one of the most ridiculous things you can watch on TV. Like, I wouldn't say... Like, I keep saying it's good, and it is good, but I wouldn't say, like, on a technical level. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is art the way I would like Atlanta or that last season of American Crime Story or, like, BoJack. But it's good trash TV. Well, we've had a, quite a long absence. Yeah. Uh, there's been lots of games. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing? I have been, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna try not to buy so many games anymore, and I'm just gonna play what I have, which has been a very interesting experiment. That being said, I, uh, 
I did buy a Switch fairly recently, and I bought it. Bought a couple games this year. Like I bought Yakuza Zero, which is probably what I've played the most outside of Mario Odyssey. I also got the Shinmu Remaster, but I've been playing a lot of like really weird stuff, like uh, the Dante's Inferno game from eight years ago. I started playing that last week, and that's been a fucking trip. I uh, I, I played a what is it called? Deep Space Waifu. They have a new one. It's a fantasy yeah. thing. If you've never played Deep Space Waifu, it's a shmup where you shoot the clothes off anime characters. Yeah, basically that. And it's also a surprisingly good uh, yeah. shmup too. Like I play, I play a lot of those. Well, aside from aside from like the like the game dynamics and all that, the uh, the music and the art style is really really good too. Mm-hmm. And then you can see anime titties. Yeah, I'm really impressed too. Like the bullet patterns in that game are actually like well thought out because in a lot of uh jump games like uh jamestown's one i think of a lot like the bullet patterns were just kind of because i i play a lot of those uh, i i dabble in that genre quite a bit and uh yeah out of all the uh clones of like cave and treasure games that deep space waifu is honestly from a gameplay standpoint my favorite and people are always, like, real weird when I tell them that. But it's like, no, the bullet patterns are actually, like, legit. And it's, yeah. it, there's a lot of strategy to it. It's also $1.29. Also that. <laughs> uh, then I've been playing Fist of the North Star, which has been amazing. I wish Ryan was on because then we go off onto a whole tangent about Yakuza. But it's mm-hmm. the Yakuza people with uh, doing a Fist of the North Star game, which as a fan of Fist of the North Star, it is amazing. Uh, really touches on some of the first arcs of the anime mm-hmm. and the manga. Uh, has some great mini games, etc. But I, I've been having a blast. Also, yeah. like, blowing people up is fun. Yeah, I want to play that one real bad. I remember, like, because uh, we play a lot of uh, Yakuza around these parts now, and I remember uh, telling Ryan, like, a few weeks ago in the group chat, like, I would be happy just playing that in games like that by the developers like that pretty much forever like which is weird because i've been playing those games off and on for a while but it wasn't really until like this year that and i think it's because like i've been trying to play more games instead of buying a lot of games like it didn't really like that series didn't really like click as hard as it has this year for me until like a couple months ago when I started Yakuza Zero and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, I think I get it now. I mean, I spent like at least 30 hours in Yakuza 4 and I still was just kind of like, oh, it's kind of fun, but now I'm a full-on fanboy. Shifting gears now to something that just came up, uh, you know, RuneScape? Yes. Yes. How could I forget RuneScape? Oh, Lord. Drama has been going on over there. A streamer has been caught with sexual harassment and also with, like... Surprise! (laughs) Yeah, poor streamers, dude. Well, I don't want to say poor streamers, but streamers... Yeah, there's a lot of trash out there in the streamer world. There is. uh, And, I mean, they get the public eye on them, and they still act uh, the fool. But they've been been, uh, found sexually harassing a girl and also getting into physical altercations... At, like, RuneScape Con, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, RuneCon or something. Do you think people buy women at that place with gold? 
probably like you know that more than likely uh, happens there they like they have the looking for girlfriends signs <laughs> if stuff. there's if there's even girls there ha 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 <laughs> cuz girls in video games don't play them ha ha, ha. nah <laughs> but it's very important uh not to be a shitty person you know I, if you're in the limelight you're going to get caught no matter what yeah uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, something interesting that I didn't think about until just now, um, as far as like streamers and the shitty behavior and just like video video related celebrities on the internet go that uh, Shane Dawson Jake Paul documentary that he's been doing is a very interesting look into like the psyche of people like that and why they do what they do, and it's. A really long like it's not even he hasn't even finished uh putting it together yet and it's six episodes so far each running it close to an hour but it's a really interesting look in, into how like people like that turn into people like that mm-hmm. and i would recommend anybody like everybody watch it that does sound really good it's so good yeah because i mean it's like that that's the downfall for a lot of these e-celebs you know they um well, have you seen it yet? Uh, the Shane Dawson documentary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been watching it. I haven't watched the latest part yet. The latest part came out uh, earlier, and we had other things to catch up on when I got home from work. But uh, So, so like, in, in a nutshell, what is what causes them to act that way? So, so, so many things. Like, Jake Paul in particular, it was... It, it seems like mostly... A need for attention and bad parenting and bad role models kind of co- and a lot of money kind of coalescing into a giant shitstorm of bad. Yeah, well, I'm guessing it's because also like you need to be you need to be ahead of the game always and you know the be shocking in your videos and things like that. So you have to yeah. And he doesn't, like, really, like, he does that 24-7 pretty much. Like, he's on, 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 like, 24-7, always thinking of, like, new fucked up shit to do, which is real interesting. Like, they have, uh, they live in this house. They call it the Team Tin House because that's their, like, YouTube, like, I don't want to call it a gang, but it's, like, their YouTube collective. And they just, yeah, and they just do that all the time. They get, uh... Basically, from what it seems like in the last episode I watched, which was uh, episode five, um, somebody had already owned the house and basically kind of like paid for him to be there. And it goes into a lot of uh, influencer culture, which is also a big thing with uh, people that stream video games. And uh, influencer culture, I feel like, because they touch on it a lot in episode four about how basically these people are just getting paid to paid to be celebrities and do uh, fucking advertising for people, and they go to an influencer house at one point that's not the Team 10 house, and they have to be like really weird and secretive about it, and it's kind of creepy. What's well, basically like a cult in a sense. Yeah, no, it is a cult with like a lot of money and a lot of the, it's the other thing too. Like no one really knows where this money is coming from and they don't really question it. It's just like a bunch of young kids running around getting paid to make YouTube videos and Twitch streams and advertise products. 
Ugh. It's but. real fucking creepy. And of course, there's like a lot of like opportunistic, manipulative adults involved and just a big shit storm of real bad. Well, I guess uh, we should give it a shot. Yeah. No, yeah. like the, the one thing, the recurring theme that uh, like I keep hitting on this year is like, man, there's like a lot of people doing a lot of things really shitty and I am better than all of these people. Like I don't want to sound like fucking arrogant but uh there's a lot of people doing a lot of things shitty and if i could like just conjure up the willpower and the time to get off my ass and make things happen i say get off my ass like i'm not working two jobs and going to school full time <laughs> but uh yeah and i could actually do these things better than they can and but that's the thing. Uh, there's uh, inherent privilege involved because these people don't have to work. I mean, I don't technically have to work two jobs if I didn't want to. I do because I like having money because I didn't have it for so long. But, uh, yeah, there's that inherent privilege of, like, they just kind of got lucky and they have all that free time and I could have free time if I was willing to be, like, a little less broken, I guess, a little less educated i don't know there's a lot it's a nuanced a nuanced thing well i you're saying that you could probably do it better right Mm-hmm. well now is your chance as we're gonna try to influence people to watch venom yeah even though we haven't seen it venom something 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 <laughs> i'm venom something something Talk real fast, and if you use eloquent words real fast, white people think you're smart, and Eminem's just Jordan Peterson, but raps. <laughs> so <laughs> we actually spent maybe, I don't know, an hour just watching everything around uh, everything around Venom, not the actual movie. Yeah, we so watched, we... Uh, God, we, we went through some, uh, speaking of YouTube, like we were just talking about, man, movie review channels are bad. <laughs> If they're not if they're not Red Letter Media or Lindsay Ellis, like movie review channels are bad. Oh yeah, no, no, we, man, some people have some. I, even the person we watched, I forgot her name, but uh, she was. We ended up finding out that she's like a comic book writer. Uh, she's got you know hundreds of thousands, thousands of followers on Twitter and things. She makes a lot of money doing this. And we went to watch her review. I, I man, I, I. It was painful to sit through it. It was like a cross between a Twitch stream and a bad PowerPoint presentation. And the worst part was that it was pre-written and still bad. And she was... Oh, and, and mom memes. Yeah, mom memes were in there. And the whole thing just kind of... It wasn't very well researched. The points that she made were incredibly reaching... And it was just really, like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm spending so much time watching, like, Red Letter Media and Lindsay Ellis, and, like, when I'm not engaging in that content, I'm, like, knee-deep in, like, academia at any given time because of school, but I expect more from a movie reviewer that's making a lot of money and has a, <laughs> lot, of, uh, a lot of reach than uh, points that are at one point. Really, uh, there was a picture of SpongeBob, Venom, Sam Raimi, Deadpool, and 
something else that was like totally nineties. Yeah. Kind of hurt. Uh, then we went on to watch Eminem's Venom video. Oh. I. <laughs> oh. Well, no, we both agreed on one thing. That song would have been great twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. I miss like I actively pine for the days of. Uh... When every movie, I say every movie, I am exaggerating, but uh, when a lot of movies had rap songs over the ending credits that just were like the plot of the movie and a rap song, I really, really missed that. The closest thing before Venom to this was the Game of Thrones mix CD that came out like three or four years ago that had like Run the Jewels and stuff on it. I, I missed that like kind of cheesy, fun, like pop culture moments. Or, I mean, most famously, like, Wild Wild West, Men in Black. Just anything with Will Smith in general. <laughs> I have I, a Will Smith-themed song. I always think of, uh, the one I always think of the most was uh, Deep Blue Sea with LL Cool J. When, <laughs> like, the ending credits start and it's like, Yo, yo, you know my head is like a shark fin. Whoa, whoa, you know my head is like a shark fin. I haven't listened to that song in about, give or take, 15 years. So I don't remember if that's how it actually went. Well, but it now was you're going to cool. go look. You're gonna go look that up, huh? Yeah. So watch that movie. Well, while we were, while we were searching for that, though, we were blessed with a theme song for a movie that we really enjoyed. I had no idea that Jurassic World had a theme song, and it was dope. Yeah, like we watched. I think it was like a five minute long song. Yeah, it was a five minute long song that was in an advertisement for a Venom related video, and it was really good. <laughs> very, very good. Like. It, it could have been a summer jam. Mm-hmm. It really could have. Like, it reminds me, uh, it reminded me of a lot of when people that aren't in advertising make songs about things that they like. For example, <laughs> like the entire genre of nerdcore, I would go so far as to say that, uh, the Jurassic World that. song was a better <laughs> piece of nerdcore than like 50% of nerdcore. We should throw that into the nerdcore group and be like, is this nerdcore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also found an Easter egg thing. Um, some guy explaining all the Easter eggs in the movies. The best part about the Easter eggs were uh, a lot of them weren't Easter eggs. They were just things that uh, should be in a Venom movie because they're parts of his character. I like how he was like, he ate chocolate. Oh my God! Venom loves chocolate in the comics. E- on the comics, Easter egg right there. Yeah, it's <laughs> such a like. You know what else is an Easter egg? Like, fucking God! I was going somewhere with that in a book out. Oh, Harry Potter's lightning scar is an Easter egg in the Harry Potter movies. He has a lightning <laughs> scar on his head. And that's a reference to the books. There, there was one point where he's like, "There's a lot of violence," and he considered that an Easter egg. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, we're not doing a good job on influencing people. I mean, we're <laughs> we're doing a good job of uh, telling people what not to do in their videos. That's for sure. Uh, we did watch uh, a rough cut of the Venom movie, though. Oh, it was so good. And it kind of made us want to watch the Venom movie, but not really. Um, you know those uh. What were they? The Johnny No Papa video? Yeah, that whole cottage industry of YouTube videos where it's like the plots are taken from an algorithm and they have, they usually make them in uh, 
some sort of 2D animation software, sometimes a 3D animation software, and they have a lot of stock music and no voice acting, and it's uh, copyright infringement stuff where like I, char- popular characters are doing stuff and sometimes it gets like kind of fucked up but uh they get billions of views that are possibly from bots and make I a lot of money that whole cottage industry of weird uh foreign cartoons children's cartoons yeah I think children's yeah. animation and i think this one took it i don't know it was one peg lower than that yeah it's like uh what, what was the title it was like venom steals spider-man's pigs and and Hulk something. I don't even think Hulk was in the title because Hulk and was a surprise in that one. Hulk was in the title for some of the other ones, but this one, I don't think we were expecting Hulk to pop in and he pops in and it plays a very important role. <laughs> and, uh, Venom steals Spider-Man's pigs. Oh, but so it's made in GTA, like Grand Theft Auto five, just recorded modded out. Of course they have like Spider-Man characters, pigs at the beginning look like Spider-Man too. So, literal spider pigs. Like, they just took Spider-Man's skin and put it on the <laughs> mesh for the pigs. And it looks really... It's something. And, uh... Oh, so, Venom steals the pigs. And he turns them... He, he shares a symbiote uh, with him. He does this by taking a shit <laughs> in their uh, pig trough. And the pigs take turns, every single pig, and there's like six pigs, and you see this happen for like every pig, they go to the trough and eat a piece of venom shit, and then they explode. In flames. Yeah, in flames, in really badly rendered flames, and then they're venom pigs. And then venom takes them to his house, does a dance, and every ten seconds venom is doing this ha 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 laugh. It is. It, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot of things. Also, before he steals the pigs, he puts a bomb on Spider-Man's truck, and it blows up <laughs> and crushes Spider-Man, and Hulk has to come lift the truck up. <laughs> God damn it. And then <laughs> there, there's a, an epic battle with what sounds like cheap music from the Matrix soundtrack. Mm-hmm. between uh, Venom and Hulk. And that's it. They beat Venom up, and Hulk and Spider-Man take the pigs back. And it's really long, and you see uh, at one point uh, Hulk drives away in his uh, Hulk car and comes back with a fire truck and sprays the uh, pigs down, which turns them back into Spider-Man pigs. <laughs> and there's this whole thing where like Venom like swims in the ocean for like a minute and a half going, ha ha <laughs> and yeah and then so, at the end of the 15 minute long video it starts back over again but it does it in a way where you can't really tell if it's starting back over again because it shows spider-man driving his pigs to the farm in the same way that uh he drove them in the beginning and it ends with him like getting in his truck to drive the pigs back to the farm so it kind of goes in like this loop and we we actually sat around for like five minutes while it looped to see if it did in fact loop now i really want to go back and let me see if i miss anything in the second part it's like a subtle difference and like (laughs) the second half has like venom slamming like heroin and peppa pig shows up and like (laughs) chops off spider-man's like dick and is like you can't shoot web anymore that or it's got like russian propaganda 
<laughs> you know, the parents will leave the room. Now, here's the thing about those. So I work in an ER, uh, for those of you that know. And, of course, we see a lot of kids being brought in by parents. And these kids are watching these shows. And yep. it goes back to that whole, uh, about a year ago, people were, like, scared because the whole Elsa Spider-Man videos were, they were doing some weird stuff to each other, including, like, pretending to fart and, like, sitting on faces and farting and eating poop. Not real poop, of course, but... Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and man, kids watch these. I've, I've caught more than a couple of kids with their cell phone, with, like, their parents' cell phone watching YouTube and it's stuff like that. Yeah, it was funny when Johnny when the Johnny Johnny Yes Papa meme was a thing like a month ago or whenever that was. Uh, I had it stuck in my head all the time. So it was like doing the pastry pool and like singing the song. And one of my like coworkers was like, "What are you singing?" And I was like, "Oh, have you seen Johnny Johnny Yes Papa?" And he's like, "Oh, I hate those things. My uh, sister lets her uh, baby." watch it and it creeps me out and i was like wait people actually because it never really <laughs> occurred to me that like actual children watch these videos because i don't interact with a lot of children the children i do interact with are babies or uh the older teenagers that i boss around at work or like younger teenagers that are like part of our family so i don't really interact with a lot of like kid kids and it just never occurred to me that people besides bots were actually like watching these yeah, no, they watch them by the tons. I mean, I think that Spider-Man video had like a million views or something on it. Yeah. So, uh, so general consensus, don't watch Venom. Watch Venom steals Spider-Man's pigs instead. Yup. I'll put a link up on, uh, on the, I'll put a link on the description. And there's a lot of, we found a lot of Venom cartoons that night. Like, there is the one where, uh... The cars from Cars got captured by what was it, Venom and the Joker, and also one of the cars was the Hulk, and the no, real no, the, Hulk the, was the, there. Yeah, next to him. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. And there was uh, the one where they're on the light cycles from Tron, and there was like <laughs> Deadpool was there too. And God, I'm trying to remember, it was like Deadpool and uh the bear from Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's was there. Thing. And they were, like, on this, like, super monkey ball-esque, like, slope ramp thing. And there was, like, bowling pins. And they were trying to hit the bowling pins. I don't know what what was even going on. Because there were some soccer balls that ran in front of them. And, oh, man, I I bet if you watch, like, a couple of hours of that, you may actually go insane. Probably. Like, that's some kind of... uh... What is it called? No, MK Ultra. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it, it brainwashes you like as a kid, and something will happen in your adult life, and it'll trigger. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, that's that's our review of Venom. Ha <laughs> ha. Ah, Venom. Something get him. <laughs> some some something. Mom spaghetti. Yeah. That was that was a thing. Um, on our way out now, but we're going to leave you guys with a couple of drops, uh, dropping on some dates here in Houston. Of course, we got Halloween coming. Um, we'll be coming back from Seattle, so I have no plans yet, or either of a costume. We're going to be, uh, Rhea and I are going to be Jughead and Sabrina, but she's going to be Jughead and I'm going to be Sabrina. <laughs> um, I, I don't, 
I don't know. I'll put something on last minute or whatever. Um, Halloween's happening. Of course, there's going to be celebrations everywhere. Renfest is going on. I'm thinking about going November the 2nd. That we yeah, can. I don't know when we're going, but we're going to go at least once because my mom always buys the uh, tickets when they're really, really cheap, and she buys a bazillion of them and just gives them away to people. So she has tickets for Rhea and I, and we're going to go. Yeah, no, I, I think we're going to go to the second or third. It's just uh, probably our only time to do that. Yeah. Uh, Otani Trio which is a Japanese trio that's really, really fun to watch is coming around. And that is going to be down in Galveston at the Devil in the Deep Brewery, but also in Houston, but that'll be in November. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, so if you want to spend Halloween in Galveston with a Japanese, is it kind of like a surf trio, right? Yeah, they're like a surf trio. Uh, the openers, I was looking at the event, because I know the guy that's running it. The openers are real good, and it's at a brewery. The one yep. in Houston, more than likely, will probably wind up being at uh, satellite. Yeah, satellite or Axelrad or someplace, and I mean, those are cool too. There. But yeah, there's beer there too. But <laughs> not trying to alienate venues, just yeah. trying to nudge in the direction of the Galveston one, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, it, there's Otani Trio for everybody. Yeah. And then OniCon is coming around November 9th through 11th. Sadly, I won't be there. I know you'll be there. Yeah, I will be there the whole weekend. There's going to be a lot of real cool stuff this year. Uh, their guest list has seemingly yeah. almost quadrupled from last year. I'm expecting a much bigger crowd after uh, so many people decided not to do business with Anime Matsuri again, which is really cool. I will also probably be working at OniCon, so if you see me with a staff badge on, say hi, bring me coffee, blah, blah, Cause I, <laughs> I just, I feel like I just show up to these things at this point and get put to work, because it's like, oh, hey, we trust you, we know you from that thing, and it's time that, makes to go. Me, that makes me happy. <laughs> also, I can just walk into any store and get put to work. I was in Michael's the other day, and... There were some lady was like, ah, can you open another register? I was like, ah. Did you? No, I was like, I'm real sorry, ma'am. I don't work here. And it looks like they've only got like three people on the floor right now. She's like, okay, I should have. Uh, there's the infamous story of when I worked at Kroger for like two days after Hurricane Ike. I just like showed up and started pushing carts around and they just didn't question it and just worked at Kroger. I <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I was stuck for seven days in a hospital working. Yeah. That is an experience. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, once again, I'm Jesus and Rex. This has been SCN. Good night, Space City. Thanks for viewing our channel. Like and subscribe.